Hello, Sasquatchers. Um, thanks for tuning in to another episode here. Um, so today we've got another one, another good one lined up for you. Um, so a little bit about our guest. So she is the woman in our Sask Athletics office making things happen for us. Um, if you have, if you've been to any of our local track meets, you've probably seen her around there, or she might have been a team manager for you on Team Sask. Um, she is a track mom, and I think we all know her daughter very well, Michelle Harrison. Uh, she's also the executive director of the Knights of Columbus Saskatchewan Indoor Games, which is going to be our first stop for the 2023 Athletics Canada National Tour. Um, so we're going to be chatting a little bit about that today. Um, so we're happy to welcome Laura Young on today's episode. Laura, how's it going? <laughs> Good. Hi. Thanks for having me. We're yeah, happy we're... to have you here. I guess one of our first questions was, we would love for people who haven't met you, can you tell us how you first got into the sport of track and field? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like as you mentioned, Michelle, both my kids in elementary school started out running elementary school relays and then, um, you know, saw that they actually had some speed and, um, you know, researched and ended up joining a track club. And um, yeah, I just kind of went from there and then I got involved and then I got involved more and more and more and more and here I am today. <laughs> Did you ever compete as an athlete in any of in this sport or other sports? Um, actually, yes, I did run track um, probably up until about grade 10 and then um, started doing some other stuff. But yeah, no track was my sport, ran track all through elementary school and the early part of high school. and. I just didn't quite have the ambition and drive that my kids have. <laughs> I have to uh, ask, what event were you a specialty in? Uh, 100. So you're gonna see 100, relay. 100 relay, that was about it. I did not run hurdles. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess and the hurdles aren't for everybody, but... Um... Yeah, I, uh, the next question I wanted to sort of touch on is, could you just tell us a little bit about some of the roles that you have currently right now um, in athletics? So you're in the Sask Athletics office. Yes, so I'm the administrative assistant in the Sask Athletics office four days a week. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, executive director of the Knights of Columbus Indoor Games for the last probably five-ish, five, six years. Um, and then I'm also on the board of the Bob Adams Foundation, and I am on the board of Saskatoon Track and Field Club. You're busy. I am. <laughs> I need to learn the word no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally fair. So how has it been being behind the scenes of the sport? But I would love if you could share some of the some of the responsibilities that happen with these roles, because I think we can understand that you have lots of roles in the board, in the office, but can you sort of explain to maybe athletes who don't ever get to see those behind the scenes of what some of those actions look like? Yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes behind track and field. And traffic, track and field, even though it's a team sport, kind of, it's very much an individual sport and there's so much to learn. And of course, having kids involved in the sport, I wanted to learn more about it and then of course you get talking to people and then it was actually Bob Fawcett he recruited me to join the Saskatoon Track and Field Club board so I got on that board and he said you, you learn a lot as a parent 
you don't see everything. I mean, you watch your kid run, you see it, you have no idea, but you start getting involved in all these and things and see everything that's involved from like the simplest job to the most detailed advanced job. Um, there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes with track and field, just organizing all the volunteers, the officials, the events, the mm -hmm. making sure everything is in place. When you get to like the U18, U16, Canada Games teams, all the prep work that is involved in that and said like as a parent, any parents out there, um, get involved in track. You can do as little or as much as you want um, and you learn more because um, we were actually we were talking about that at a meeting this morning about how kids come to their you know their first couple of years of track they come they have no idea what's going on and they're a little overwhelmed um so as a parent you need to you can't possibly give parents all the information that they need to know so get involved as a volunteer get involved as an official uh go on a chaperone on a trip you learn so much and it'll make your kids experience that much better as well because the more you know as a parent that you can pass that on to your kid the easier it is on your kid i just took it to the next level that's totally fair and i think for i think we do actually have a decent amount of parents who follow this ask watch page and information because i think it's a more accessible way to sort of see like what's going on because i think maybe some parents might feel like it's a barrier because they don't want to necessarily admit they don't know everything about the sport but they also still want to be helpful yeah. Um, well, I'm still learning and I've been involved <laughs> in this sport for a lot of years and I still learn things that I didn't know. And mm -hmm. I think that's so great to hear coming from someone who is so involved in the sport. I guess I was wondering too, can you talk about like, let's say a parent is wanting to get involved in just say even a local track meet, or maybe they don't feel like they have the time commitment to go to say like, hey, I, I have the time and capacity for a board responsibility or to do say a team manager position. What are some of those entry level ways that other parents or maybe even just alumni of the sport who still like want to be involved but don't know how to give back because they're so used to being the athlete like what are some of those entry-level ways that people could dip their toes into it before they maybe get quite as far in as you've gotten to get into it um, well yeah like i mean as far as becoming an official they're making becoming an official a lot easier now um and I mean, you could, I, there's people that have been officiating for 20 years and they're still only a level two official because they just want to come out when they can, whether they do one session or all sessions of a meet. I mean, I don't think I, it's very, very few meets that I've ever actually worked the whole entire meet as an official. Um, you know, generally I'll do one, maybe two sessions. And because that's the thing, you don't have to commit to a whole weekend. You can, if you can just come out and help Friday night, you come out and help Friday night, don't worry about Saturday. Um, so becoming an official, I mean, yeah, contact the office, talk to Brenda O'Connor. It's not that difficult to do. Um, or if your kid's in a track club, they're always looking for volunteers. Volunteer. And same thing. It's not like you have to volunteer hours and hours and hours. If you can, you know, we're always like for Knights Columbus, you know, we reach out to the track clubs to provide volunteers. The clubs reach out to their membership. So come out and volunteer, whether you can do, say, one, two or three hour session, or you can come and work the whole entire meet, you'll learn a lot and you will appreciate the sport of track and field a whole lot more. 
Thank you. I think that's a super insightful option because I, I do notice that alumni do follow the page. And I think if they knew that there were ways to stay involved and not necessarily feel the time commitment that they're used to having as an athlete, I think that's super valuable insight to have. And I think it can be, it might feel intimidating to just try and figure out how do I get started? Because I feel like that's mm -hmm. often the hardest part is how do we just get that little piece in there? So I think that volunteering at local meets is awesome. I've talked a lot. Astrid, do you have any questions? <laughs> well, so Laura, you've talked a bit about um, uh, both of your kids being involved in the sports. So um, I'm hoping to start touching a bit from your perspective as a parent. So were there any surprises um, just being a parent in, in the sport? Um, well, I'm surprised my kids have done, well, I mean, especially Michelle Tyler gave up, a, you know, a few years ago, but he ended up with injury trouble and he just couldn't come back from it. But like, you know, I did not see Michelle still competing at this day at this level. I had no mm. idea that this would happen. Um, I thought, you know, they'd run school track, do relays, high school track, and then be done. And then, you know, it just kind of went from there. So you never know. And I mean, Michelle was no superstar when she was younger. I mean, she did okay. But I mean, she wasn't like, that's the, the other the advice I would give any kid out there. Even though you're not, you know, winning every race as a U14, U16, U18. And I mean, you can attest that too, Astrid. Mm -hmm. A lot of your success comes later on, especially with track and especially some of the technical events. Like, don't give up. Like, persevere. If it's something you love, do it. Because, I mean, well said, you both are post-university, still competing, still training, still loving the sport. And you both are you know, high level athletes in the sport. And I mean, still in the top, top of your event in the country. And yeah. I mean, you, were, I mean, you weren't when you were 16, 17, 18. Definitely not. And um, yeah, that's, I think a lot of our younger athletes need to hear that as well. Um, because uh, I think a lot of them have just different ideas of what the trajectory of progression looks like. And they're on, confused about why they're not PBing at every meet. So um, thanks for including that in as well. Um, and then I also have, um, I, I know this might be a bit of a harder question, but um, we as athletes, I mean, we're always talking amongst, amongst each other about our training and working through injuries. And so um, I know Michelle experienced uh, many setbacks and injuries in her athletic career. So I was just wondering from your perspective, um, what that's like for you as a parent, seeing her going through all of that. Was there ever a time you were like, I don't know, this is a lot, this is, you know, too much? Um, it's very hard, yeah. um, especially when your kid is suffering. Um, I mean, with Michelle, I think because she did have, like, she had success, but then she'd have injury problems or she'd have, you know, some type of thing that would be a setback and with her it was just I just want to know how good I could be if I could just get some solid training and how good could I be and I mean she I think a lot of the stuff she went through made her a stronger person not only in track but just in life um, that is the one thing I have learned from track just the you you know learning time management learning to deal with those ups and downs learning to deal with all that obviously has helped her in her track career, but it will help her in life so much. And I think a lot of things that you learn in track 
help you become the person that you are like as a person away from track as well um and i mean as a parent all you can do is support your kid and if that's what they want to do you try your best to help them through it um as hard as it is you stay positive <laughs> you do what you can but ultimately they have to do it themselves you just have to be their support system and be there for whatever they decide and whatever they need i love yeah. that answer because i think in sport we often kind of picture parents as like the hockey parents where it's like the aggressive yelling at the refs or like banging on the boards. I, I feel like we're lucky in that we're from the sport of track and field. No, I don't want to say we're immune to parents who maybe are a little over involved, but I love that you're able to still like, even though you can see and like have that mother compassion for your daughter to see her suffering, but know that you have to let her do that work on her own and still just being able to support her through it and letting her make those choices, even if it's like hurting you as a mom to see her have to go through that. So I, I do really love that answer. I, I think a lot of parents can relate to that because I think there is the level of parents want their children to be successful and they want to see them thrive. But I think there is, if you're that patience and giving them the space to work through it, I think can often be hard so that a parent doesn't like overstep and start doing for the athlete or for the child. So I, I really appreciate that answer. Um, to well, try I to yeah, oh, like even when they said when she was younger and that, and she was struggling trying to make some decisions about, do I go away for school? Do I stay here for school? What do I do? And it's like, I can help you talk through it. But I, like I told her, I said, I am not making that decision for you because I do not want you to ever hold it against me. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, so is that I will talk to you. I will point out the pros, the cons or whatever, but ultimately you have to decide what to do. I cannot tell you what to do. So if we yeah. fast forward from that moment of trying to be the soundboard for her to make those decisions, how amazing was your experience then re rewinding to last summer? getting to go to world championships and watch her compete. Can you tell us a little bit about how that felt as like a, a mom, but also an admin of sport in Saskatchewan? Oh my God, it was so exciting. I mean, it's like, it's not even, I mean, of course I was super happy and super excited because she ran well. I mean, how many people can say that they ran right beside the Olympic gold medalist and not, I mean, she got her butt kicked, but she didn't get her butt kicked. Um, <laughs> She, like, was, she was holding her own. She held races. her own. She definitely did. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, super exciting, super proud as a mom for that. But just said, just, uh, you know, to respect everybody that's there. Because I, you know, seeing some of the things that, well, Michelle's gone through, but even that aside, just what it takes to get there and appreciate you know you have to be injury free you have to run the right races at the right time you have to luck out with the weather that you have legal wins you like there's so much to get any single one of those athletes there that you you know i have an appreciation for what it takes to get there um and then i mean just you know we got to see we were in the stands got to see two world records broken one in the hurdles one in the pole vault and just said it's just just super exciting to just watch it all and all these people you hear their names and to actually see them live is pretty cool i'm glad it was so close it was nice to nice to go and i mean um eugene is just like a track town it is the coolest place so it was pretty neat I was going to say, have you been to Hayward Field pre-renovation? And then obviously yep. this summer you got to see it, if there was a difference? No, one and only time I've ever been to Eugene, Oregon. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Sounds like it was worth it. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> well, I wonder if this is a probably a good time. We could switch over to talking about Knights of Columbus then. Yes. 
So our main reason for having you here is we'd love to talk about the Knights. So I know our last couple of years of hosting the Knights of Columbus indoor games, they were canceled because of like every other meet and everywhere pandemic. So I guess for maybe those who haven't heard, who are the Knights of Columbus? And then can you talk about what we could expect for this year? Well, the Knights of Columbus are a Catholic organization in the province. They are celebrating their 100 years being in Saskatchewan this year. So the Knights of Columbus Indoor Games is their kickoff for a year-long celebration. Um, and they're like any service club. I mean, they, you know, they want to provide something back to the community. And so this is one of the things that they do is by putting on this, which is the 56th year they're having it, which I believe is the longest running track and field meet in Canada. Um, and they're, no, they no. love it. <laughs> and so they love it. They're super excited about it. They're, they, you know, they love to do it and, you know, they do. I mean, yes, I help them out, but they do a great job. That's awesome. So looking into 2023, um, we've had a chance to check the website and I'm going to do a full spoiler here. It looks like Donovan Bailey has been secured as a speaker for the event. Will the athletes have a chance to see him and and connect with him trackside or is this meant to be primarily a speaking component that people could go and see him at? No, um, there is a private event that will be going on with Donovan Bailey that a select um, few people are invited to. Um, Astrid is one of the lucky ones that will be in attendance. So he, we are having that um, event, private event with him. Uh, the elementary, inner city elementary school relays that are going on on Thursday, um, he will be making an appearance there and speak to those kids as well. He will be at the track on Thursday night for the regular relays. Um, he's not going to really, and then, well, that's when we're having our opening ceremonies. Um, I'm not sure he's actually going to be speaking or speaking very much, but he will be in attendance there as well. And then he will be at the track Friday night. And um, again, I will he speak there? I don't know. I know he's going to present some medals. Um, he is still a co-owner of the 50 meter world record. Um, so I know he is going to, he's particularly excited about the men's 50 meter race on Friday night. Yeah. And then for some of the listeners who don't know, Donovan Bailey himself also did compete at the Knights of Columbus. Oh, I, I want to say, what I didn't look at the actual years, but it was back then. And the mid eighties, I believe. Yeah. When he was still competing. Um, so yeah, he did compete at, um, the Knights of Columbus many years ago, as I mentioned before. This is going to be the first stop for the 2023 Athletics Canada National Track and Field Tour. So um, given the changes in World Athletics points, I was hoping you can explain to some of the listeners the importance of having a meet of the status being hosted here in Saskatoon. Um, yeah, so for anybody that doesn't understand quite how world rankings work, um, I mean, it's an average of your five best performances, but they also add bonus points into those. Um, so world rankings are a little misleading because you can have somebody that runs in an A-level meet, a C-level meet, which there are way more opportunities in Europe to be at those meets, run slower than people that run in Canada, but because their bonus points are so high, it bumps them up in the world rankings. 
um, it's a really convoluted system. Um, and it basically, to get a high level ranked meet, all comes down to money, how much prize money, how much sponsorship has nothing to do with the caliber of meat. It all comes down to money. So even with the Knights of Columbus having a budget that is bigger than any other meet in Saskatchewan or in Canada for that matter, other than a few select ones that are now on that this national track tour, we only get like every regular track meet is like an F level meet and you get minimal bonus points. We are only able to, with our sponsorship money, only bump up to an E level. So it makes the points a little bit higher, but they're still not going to be at that, you know, C level meet that takes hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in sponsorship to even achieve where you get the hundred bonus points. Um, there's girls that run in Europe and Australia and places like that. I don't know. I know Astrid, you probably can attest to this too. The highest level point race you've ever run in is, is if you win, you get a hundred bonus points. These girls are racing in races that get 170 bonus points. I do not know where in the world you can get those for sure. I know they exist. I have seen them, but being over in Europe, being in some of these other countries where track is so much bigger than it is here, you have so much more opportunity to get those bonus points to increase your world ranking. And again, that maybe has confused everybody more than anything because it is a very convoluted system and I don't even know all about it. It's very tricky. Well, I think that's just such a major point of it though, is like we're, we are in Saskatchewan. I mean, you two are in Saskatoon, I'm in Regina as we speak, but um, I think there is this level of like, run fast, jump far, throw far, and then like via hard work, those opportunities will come. But I think as Astrid and I have both, and Michelle too as well, we've like gone beyond that university chapter and it's like, okay, let's take a look now beyond the national. Like we, we need to look further than being the best in Canada or even North America. Our standards go up to world standards. We're trying to be the best in the world and not even just of current time, of all time, because that's where the world records come into play. So I think, even being aware that there is a level of, there is more opportunity outside of Canadian opportunities, I think is a big gap. Just even maybe a spectator doesn't recognize if someone's coming to say a Knights of Columbus games or why does everyone have to travel to all the big cities to race? And it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not because the athletes aren't talented enough. It's because even if they run fast at home, it's going to give them less points than someone who ran slower at say a, a fancier or a higher ranked meet. So it's, what should be, I guess, what should be perceived as a super objective sport of like, hey, you run 100 meters, this time is faster than last time, it should rank higher. But in a way, we've managed to find our sport in a position where yeah. that objectivity isn't necessarily the case. So for athletes who aren't on that, even like top 16 level, who are more likely to get into those A-level races, I think it just is a testament to I guess maybe Asher and I really appreciate having a meet that's making an effort to have those status races available because it is sort of a barrier for athletes who maybe haven't bridged over to that top 16 in the world yet, but maybe have the potential to do it. So I just want to say thank you for even trying to get a high performance <laughs> meet in Saskatchewan plus in Canada, because I know we're not the only athletes who are seeking opportunities like that. I think every athlete thinks they're coming to the track for a fair shot at getting their distance and times in. Um, but when you add this extra layer of bonus points, don't get me wrong, everyone likes a bonus, but it's it's also nice when you know you have access to it. So 
Yeah, and it's just too bad we couldn't get more higher level ones, but it's it's very, 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 very hard to achieve. Oh, for sure. But again, like these are those behind the scenes things that I think a lot of athletes or parents don't actually get to see those conversations or understand how those decisions get made in this. So I think just even having this conversation, it, it might seem like, oh, man, it's unfair. Well, it brings <laughs> but, a little bit more awareness to all the different said, layers, components and yeah, the things that are involved. But I mean, I'm sure you both can attest to where you are in your world ranking that there are girls ranked higher than both of you that you both run faster than and it just doesn't make sense hmm. yep definitely but layers I mean, upon layers <laughs> but it's just the opportunities for you guys for races with those high bonus points are just non-existent compared to people other places in the world mm -hmm. Yes, but I will say though, I do like racing in Saskatchewan. There is a level of that love of sport is still very true here because the people here are, are in the sport because they love it, or at least most of them are, I believe. <laughs> um, but I guess to like bring it back to Knights of Columbus too, um, there's a strong focus for the sprints events. Is there ever any consideration to include other events in the invitational sections now that we're coming back from a um, pandemic couple of years or what are what's sort of like the vision for Knights of Columbus as we move forward? Well, I mean, we would like to have we, we proceeded semi cautiously this year just because we weren't weren't sure what was going to happen. So we usually have eight events and we've lowered it down to the six events. Um, I know with you, Adria, you would I'm sure love to see an 800 meter. We have tried over previous years to try and get some 800 meter higher level athletes here to support our local high level athletes. Nobody wants to come around on a flat track. Oh yeah, and I don't even mean for me, I mean even like oh. for jumps or for like throws. I mean, don't get me wrong, if there's an eight, I'm yep. happy to take an eight. <laughs> but no, I, mean, well, I know it's so it. focused. I, want, I was just wondering if there was ever conversations yeah. on expanding oh. it outwards from that or? For sure, we have had a high, we have had high jump events in the past. Um, but again, trying to, the problem is indoors. A lot of the athletes, a lot of them don't want to compete indoors. Their focus is outdoors, or if they're going to compete indoors, they don't want to do any real travel. Um, so that's kind of the hard part about it. We've talked about long jump. You can't have a long jump event. Our long jump pits are too far away. Nobody would see it. Um, we can't move stands into the infield. So high jump would be a good one they used to have pole vault we would love to bring pole vault back can't get poles into this city um the oh. airlines just don't have big enough planes to fly you'd have to charter a flight you'd have to like there's there's definitely restrictions and then the higher level pole vault people they want their own poles they don't want to jump on our poles so we have they said they have done pole vault in the past but we would love to have it back can't get the poles here mm -hmm. um throws Throw, talked a bit about throws. It's something that maybe would come into play at some point. Again, if you could try and get some throwers. We also try to try to build around a little bit our local athletes. So if we had like, you know, was still competing, you know, we would at least then try and get some competition for her and make an event around her. But you kind, you kind of need... And I mean, everybody loves to run this or watch the sprints. So the sprints are easy and sprinters are way easier and hurdlers a little bit more difficult, but still easier to get um, three and 400 races hard to get. We've had it in the past, but you've seen how many competitors we've had like three or four because nobody wants 
side lanes and nobody wants to run on a flat track. Mm -hmm. I guess to speak to that though, Saskatoon just had their indoor track resurfaced over the pandemic. So it's not like Saskatoon was doing nothing during the pandemic. For maybe invitational athletes or folks who haven't ran on the track, given that it's also going to host U Sport Championships in Can West, how would you describe the indoor track? Uh, well, I mean, I the track surfaces. I mean, it's a Mondo track. Um, it's supposed to be fast. It's supposed to be good. Um, you know, we do let the athletes know that we do have a Mondo track. It's not like some nothing track. They, they should get some good performances. Uh, it's just, it's hard and it's hard, especially like our biggest challenge this year is getting athletes that will travel and trying to get them here because the flights are horrible. And if mm -hmm. you can get a flight, it's expensive or it's going to take them 18 hours to get here. Well, who wants to travel 18 hours on a Wednesday or Thursday and then compete on Friday? Like that's uh, the biggest challenge right now um is definitely getting athletes here and we're crossing our fingers that they actually get here and flights aren't canceled or delayed mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely a challenge right now with the flights i've heard a lot of stories <laughs> um yes. but maybe we could talk a bit about the invitationals this year um could you tell us about the events that we have going on um for the knights of columbus and maybe we'll touch on a bit on the athletes as well but let's start with the events <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to have the men and women 50 meters. Um, that's kind of a unique race to us. They don't run a ton of 50 meter races in the world, but they do. Um, and it's kind of a double that if, you know, we're bringing in athletes to run the 60 meter, that then they can also run a 50 meter. So then they get a chance to race twice. So men and women 50 meter, men and women 60 meter, and then men and women 60 meter hurdles is what we've limited it to this year. It's going to be a fast weekend. It's going it to be, will be a fast weekend. weekend. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. There's been some really good local performances too that I'm excited to see. Like I know Storm and Dew shows have kind of been battling it out in the 60 meter lately. Um, mm -hmm. Both you Regina athletes who I guess I got the pleasure to train with. So shout out mm -hmm. to you too. Um, is there any other athletes who you were really excited that said yes, who are coming down for the games when you were in that recruitment process? Uh, well, that's, I don't have a lot to do with the recruitment process. That's Daily Yellow Lisa's department. So it's, yeah, like kind of who we can get. Um, we do not have a lot. We have a lot of first timers coming this year. Um, like in, well, in the hurdles, we do have the Barber Twins coming back again. They're probably, other than a few of the local ones like Astrid and Michelle that have run in this before, they're probably a couple of the only ones that have ever actually been to our meet before. We have a lot of newcomers this time um of course the men's men's 60 interesting to see what the fifth they're going to do in the 50 is always exciting um we've got it said it's always interesting to see what they'll do when they're up against people they've never been up against um and then up against a situation that they've never been up against um which is kind of interesting like kaylee whitus kaylee whitus super quick girl mm -hmm. um you know what's going to happen when she gets in a race like that because she's never been in a race like that as far as i'm aware mm -hmm. um so i mean yeah it could be super exciting for her oh for sure i think any i think like when i reflect on my first times that i went to some of the bigger meets and was like i was a little celebrity struck i was like oh my gosh these are like the people i look up to and like they're in my race <laughs> well and then i mean women's hurdles you've got the canadian one two and three no sorry no only one in 
three are coming. No, Miriam did not medal. She did not have a good national race. But I mean, Miriam is, I mean, she's one of Canada's best hurdlers as well. So mm -hmm. I've never seen her run indoors. I'm excited to see what she can do indoors. And of course, I mean, we've got Astrid who's running super well. So I mean, she could have a, a spectacular race as well. Let's hope so. <laughs> We're all cheering for the locals. Yes. Um, obviously, exactly. a warm welcome to all the internationals as well. It might actually be a chilly welcome to, to the internationals. Yeah. But hey, at least it's not forecast to be minus 30. So let's hope that's it doesn't true. change. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think it's exciting. I've myself, I've never actually gone to the Knights of Columbus games. Um, no surprise, I'm not a sprinter. And as mentioned earlier, I for sure am a prime example of getting better as you get older. Because when I was 16, I don't even think I was, I was still in a dance studio. Track was just something I did for like high school gym class. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I mean, perfect example, Nicole Ostertag. Nicole Ostertag did not do a lot of track growing up. She was a dancer, decided to give up dance and come and do track. And I mean, she meddled at NACAC um, multi-events. Like she said, it's not something that you have to do from a young age. You can definitely take it up later and have huge success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And Nicole, very talented as well. Anything in addition that you wanted to add about the Knights of Columbus that are upcoming? um this next week yeah go come out it's going to be exciting um there should be some super good races not only the invitational we have a lot of just club kids that are you know throwing like there's been some great performances by local club kids lately like michael tatro is running exceptionally well and i mean he's exciting to watch it'll be interesting to see what happens with him over the next few years mm -hmm. um like there's some really good athletes just locally that are fun to watch and I mean I think a lot of people in Saskatoon you know they're busy with their kids and their sports and their different things I mean they come for their their kids to do their elementary school relays and then they immediately take off and it's like no come and watch like there's some really cool things um and said lots of kids do double sports they play hockey they play volleyball they play basketball and they do track on the side um kind of that's not their focus sport right now and then sometimes they then transfer over and track becomes their focus sport and they can i mean there's so many opportunities like for scholarships to even if you just do track and get your schooling paid for or half of your schooling paid for um you know there's a lot of opportunities in track that i think a lot of people don't know um because you know on a basketball team you only have like 20 spots or whatever it is and very few whereas with track you've got a team there's a lot of scholarship opportunities out there for kids um and i mean you may be more talented than you think you are with some training and proper coaching and said just getting that little bit older and so yeah just come out and watch and see our local people run and um said even just watch the club kids that's can be very very exciting as well well, I'm excited to come up and watch some fast races. I always love to see when you can have that full almost life cycle at a track meet where you have those elementary relays to you have high school or university club athletes coming out. And then there's that excitement of, hey, we have internationals coming in. We have folks like Donovan Bailey coming in. We have that alumni from this games that's been operating for 50 plus years. 
I think there's just that prestige around this meet and I think it is really exciting for the community. So I know I'm looking forward to coming out. Again, you won't see me in the 50s or the 60s. I'll be on the side cheering for those. It's excited <laughs> to watch them. Hey, you should try one. Maybe you'd like it. <laughs> um, I'm confirmed, not a fan. <laughs> yeah, you'll, those. you'll stick to the eight. I'll, I'll stick to the eight and the four hurdles feel like a good fit. I, I need a bit more room to demonstrate what I'm capable of. <laughs> But yeah. no, thank you so much for coming on. I we're we'll both be there. You'll probably be there behind the scenes. I'm sure you'll be busy. So we really appreciate mm -hmm. you taking the time to come and just speak to the Knights of Columbus games that are happening. And yeah, I hope you have yeah. a nice weekend. Hopefully, nice weather in our forecast. And Hopefully. it's been and yeah, a, thanks for a thanks chat. for thinking of our little meet and um, you know, said giving us a, a little bit of chance to advertise and promote and hopefully uh, said lots of people come out and watch because it should be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for everything you do, Laura. Um, I'm excited to compete and busy weekend. But yeah, thank you for everything. Thanks for joining us today. Um, and yeah, well, and thank you girls for this. This is a great platform to give track and field um, some more exposure, which is definitely needed. So um, it's awesome what you guys have done. Well, thank, oh, you. thank you. And the way you've done it. <laughs> Laura said some really nice things about our Sasquatch communications, but I'm hoping if you take anything from this podcast, we hope you heard three things. Number one, come on out to the KFC games this weekend in Saskatoon. Thursday night, there are elementary relays with invitational 50 meter dash on Friday and invitational 60 meter dash on Saturday night, plus their 60 meter hurdle invitationals on both Friday and Saturday evenings. Plus, don't forget, Donovan Bailey will be in the Saskatoon Fieldhouse, likely keeping an eye out to see if his 50-meter co-record will continue to stand. Number two, for more information on which international athletes are competing, check out the Knights of Columbus Indoor Games website at www.knightsofcolumbusindoorgames.ca. Some local athletes who you can expect to see in the invitational events include Do Shows, Storm, Kaylee Voidas. In hurdles, we can also plan to see Michelle Harrison, Timmy Adalupa, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, Timmy, and our very own co-host, Astrid Niami. Good luck to all athletes and welcome to our internationals. Finally, three, there are a lot of behind the scenes working in place to make a meet like this come together. And I think it's really easy for us as athletes and spectators to take that for granted. So athletes, for any of you listening, next time you see Laura or officials or volunteers, be sure to take a moment and just thank her. Um, because without these wonderful people, there would be no event or track meet we get to participate in. So again, big thank you to our meet organizers, sponsors, behind the scene workers and athletes. With everyone's cooperation, it looks like we are in for some very fast races and a great weekend at the Saskatoon Fieldhouse. Astrid, Laura, and I are looking forward to seeing you all there. And on that note, we'll catch you next time.